What do you bring to the table? What is up? Welcome back to Side Piece Season, the podcast that has the audacity to blame you for fucking up your relationship. Let's do it. Some people act like the most offensive thing you could possibly say to them is what do you bring to the table? Well, what do you bring to the table? I think it's a fair question. You should have an answer to what you bring to the table. It should be something you could rattle off just like that. Shouldn't even have to think about it. This is what I bring to the table. Now, they might not like that. It might not be good enough for them, but that's not your problem. And actually, if somebody decides that they'd rather go do something else, I think you should be happy about that. Let them go. Because if they don't see your value, they're doing you a favor. Um, you got nothing to prove to them. But at any rate, I don't see it as a bad thing for somebody to ask you, what are you bringing to the table? And you should have answers. So you should have a business plan in place. For relationships, you should have a plan in place for relationships. I guess not a business plan, but I'm going to use the business plan as an analogy for the type of shit that you should have in your plan because it should cover all aspects that are currently going on and everything that's going on potentially that could go on in the future, which it's hard to have a plan that thorough, but the attempt is worthwhile. That's basically the other person asking you for your business plan. And in this case, the business is the relationship. What do you bring to the table? If I'm going to invest, which would be time and energy, right? Instead of money. But if I'm going to invest in you, what's your business plan? Everybody, every investor, um, venture capitalist, whatever, they want to know the business plan. Your relationship is the same. If you're trying to have a serious relationship, well, really any relationship, what do you offer? They're asking for a business plan. Well, what do you need in a business plan? You need the company overview. You need the mission and vision statement. You probably need like profitability, market research, all that kind of shit, right? And then, of course, how are you going to scale this thing? How's it going to grow? Because nobody wants to start a business and just stay at one point. They want it to grow. So let's look at your relationship as if it were a business and what your business plan would be. So your company overview, it's, it's what you, who are you, what do you do? And what is that going to do for me? Why are you different? Why should I invest? You know, what kind of business is this going to be like a sole proprietorship an LLC escort, whatever, how are you going to incorporate that? And I think you could take that and look at that in the terms of, is this me and you? Is this monogamy? Is this going to be open? Is it going to be poly? What's the operational chart going to look like? Beyond that, what is it going to look like now? And what do you plan on it looking like? So when we have to add kids or parents that get sick or adopt my niece, how does that organizational chart change Potentially, and is it going to be disruptive? This business plan is to draw in the investor, which would be the person that you want to have this relationship with. Some people would say, eh, it's not sexy. It's definitely not romantic, but I think it's very, very sexy because you're laying out your cards on the table, which requires a certain degree of honesty and trust and desire. 
who are we accountable to? How accountable am I going to be to you? Um, why would I want this relationship to exist? What would I, what would I want from it? And it needs to be a pretty simple and straightforward and understood answer. What's the vision for this? Like, how are we going to not only get together, but scale it up, right? What are the smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound? What do you want from this and how are we going to get it? There's all kinds of other things, you know, the market research, the customer profile. There's always trends in business, right? There's trends in everything. Let's not just leave it in business, but the same sort of thing is happening right now with relationships because you have a real big push for polygamy and open relationships. They're not new, although they're presented as if they're new and the savior, but how does that fit into your plan? Because there will always be trends and you will always have to address them in one way or another. Maybe you adopt them. Who knows? But it should be something that is in the overall plan. A business plan would also address how you're going to deal with the competition. In a relationship, if you're doing everything right and the person that you're with is committed and buying into the vision, competitors shouldn't be you can never disregard them, but they shouldn't be as big of an issue because if you're doing everything right, the plan's in place, you're scaling, you know who you're in business with, in the relationship with, then you already know what to expect from them and hopefully they will come to you with whatever challenges arise. Competitors will never be irrelevant, but... If you've built the relationship slash the business, well, you've got a moat. A moat is not impenetrable. A moat is not perfect safety, but hard thing to beat. And if you've got a sufficient moat, competitors are less of a threat. Another reason why you should have these full, well-thought-out conversations about the goals for the relationship. What do you want and how are you going to scale it? In a business plan, you have to discuss your products and services, right? What are you actually selling? In a relationship, same sort of thing. We don't do it, but it would be great if we did because if all you had was good D and you were emotionally unavailable, that's cool. You market yourself as the high quality D and nothing else and go at and deliver that. And God bless you. The people that want it, get it. If, however, you decided you wanted to have more than that from the relationship, then you've got to change and you've got to bring out the rest of your qualities. And if that emotional unavailability is harbored in some pain that you're harboring, you got to get rid of that. You got to fix that. However that looks, whatever needs to happen, you just do that which would be the same thing if you were had some sort of problem. <clears throat> You're looking for an investor and you don't have a chief technical officer. Well, you got to get one. How does that relate to you because you're not a, a company? Well, if you've got some problem and you need to resolve it so that you can actually show up as the best you in the relationship, then whatever it takes, you just go out and you do that. And I mentioned it already, but scaling. The idea is that we would scale. So where are we right now currently and where do I want us to be in the future? 
And hopefully there's a growth because what happens when there's no growth, one or both of you get stagnant. Perhaps you stay together in a stagnant underperforming relationship or more commonly one of you decides, eh, this ain't for me. And you go out and do something stupid, which makes you realize that, yeah, this isn't what I want anymore. And then you leave. If you're not scaling, if you're not growing in the relationship, ultimately bad things happen. So even if you stay together, but are unhappy, that's a bad outcome. And if you split, that's also an undesirable outcome, but perhaps maybe even the best outcome. But the best thing is if you have something good that has the bones of what you like to do everything you can to maintain that and grow that so that you can move forward and keep it going. It's much easier to not get into trouble in the first place. It's easier to stay slim than it is to lose weight. We're talking about preventative maintenance, um, which is something that, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Recently, I had an unexpected health scare. I guess they're always unexpected, right? Unless you're doing something that you know is dangerous and frightening. Got my attention. And this is not going where I think you think it's going. I'm not going to sit here and say the virtues of having someone in your corner to be there to support you through illness. The health issues that I was having are ultimately a result of me not taking care of myself to the best of my ability. No plan in place, just kind of doing shit, very sporadic in my exercise, very sporadic in how well I stick to a good diet. So in the end, everything that went wrong is the result of poor planning. And then poor planning leads to an inability to execute. And all of that compounds into some fucking problems. When push comes to shove and the unexpected challenges press up on you, you know, you have the problems. The supply chain is fucked up. You got to have contingencies for that. You got to have some, you have to have a, enough buy-in from everybody that they can just shore up, you know, circle the wagons and shore up the company which is the relationship. What's your plan, your idea of how you're going to build your relationship to be strong enough to endure and, and even thrive through challenges? My plan was, hey, I got married. Now I just cruise. There was no long-term goal. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. And again, the whole plan with the business is, yes, we incorporate, we get it going, and then we expand, right, and scale it up. I didn't have a plan to scale my relationship up and that was not helpful. Was it the be all end all? Mm, probably not, but it, it certainly was a major issue. At some point you're going to stop adding value if you don't have a plan. And when you stop adding value, that's when the market research starts from your partner. They start looking for which one of the competitors is better or how can I trim the fat around here? If you're not helping, I might as well just leave you because I can do it better by myself. These thoughts come in because you don't have a plan and you're not moving forward. 
you got to elevate and grow. Lacking that, things get a little stagnant and restlessness can, can ensue. And we're not even talking about all the things that could happen if the communication sucks. You got to be able to have it dialed in so that when these new fancy trends show up and everybody thinks that there's a better way for this and there's a better way for that, the two of you or however many of you there are can actually analyze a trend and think about whether or not that's good for you. Currently, polygamy, the the talk of polygamy is on the rise. Is that for you? Definitely it's a trend, but is that actually for you? And when you're asking a question like that or considering something like that and incorporating it into something that you, you had before when maybe it was never on the table, you can do a SWOT analysis, right? The SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Look at it that way, just like a business. How is this going to be good or bad for us? The SWOT analysis is going to show you both the internal and external factors that could impact your relationship. Last but not least, finances. Every business has their financial plan. You guys got to know where you're at with finances, right? How you're going to handle cost, how you're going to scale. Some people are great with money and some people are horrible with money. And money's tied to so many things so many emotional things, right? Money means different things to different people. Obviously, everybody's got to know what money means to them individually and have a, have a full understanding of what it means to the person they're with so that they can mesh their styles together into something that doesn't cause any friction and hopefully they'll be able to build and grow with. Relationships should scale in order to keep them going, in order for them to serve you throughout the years and decades. If things are stagnant, that's not satisfying to anybody. You'll see people that are totally stagnant in relationships and they're going through the mud. They're not going anywhere. They don't want to go. They're too lazy to, to, to improve the relationship. And they're too lazy to go out and find something new. They're just going to stay there in this thing that's underperforming and not really serving them. They'll just stay there. But the chances are somebody in that relationship will realize this is really stagnant. This is not really giving me what I want. I think I'm out. The wedding, for those of you that got married, that should be the low point and it should only scale up from there. Think of your relationship as a business. Search business plans and see the kind of things that people look at. And then every time that they say business, just X that out and put relationship. Have an awesome Monday, a stellar week, and a sensational weekend. If you like what you heard, rate, review, subscribe. Drop me a line on Instagram at sidepiece underscore season. It all helps the show to grow. If you disliked it, then tell an enemy that it was the best thing you'd ever heard. 
Just to get this out there, the National Crisis and Suicide Hotline is 988. Again, that's 988. Don't squander your gift. As always, be good to yourself, be good to others, and I'll catch you back here next time. Peace. All of this is designed to keep you from experiencing... Oh. 